Hello and welcome back to the Blind Low Vision NZ podcast. My name is Sam Smith, this is Revision, and today we have a very special episode. We are doing a crossover episode with the Everything You Didn't Need to Know About podcast. This is a podcast where four friends discuss facts that they've found over the week. You can find them on YouTube and Spotify, and they've done all sorts of episodes about Disneyland and sponges and cheese and Jacinda Ardern. And this week, we got them to do a very special episode about Braille. And if one of the voices sounds familiar, yes, that is me. I'm also the host of that podcast. And the other three are my friends Nathan Kenny, Jen Jewell, and Tom Adams, who very kindly gave up their time for us this week. So let's get right into it. Here is the Everything You Didn't Need to Know podcast about Braille. I hope you enjoy it. How does Braille enable deaf people to talk with their tongues? Why would a Roman suck at Braille? Why would Louis Braille drop in at Disneyland? And what's the deal with Braille and the keys of an ATM at a drive through <laughs> This week we got Jerry Seinfeld on the show. <laughs> <laughs> talking everything you didn't need to know about braille oh it's a wonderful thing it's a reading and writing system for blind people like myself what yeah i'm a blindo so who will take out the prize today will it be nathan kenny will it be jen jewel will it be tom adams will it be myself sam smith we will see very soon i've decided that the prize today for the person who delivers the best fact will be my cane Oh, wow. Hey, really hope hey. you win today, Sam. I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> I call it my cool cane. Hey, I get it. Well, first of all, Braille was invented by a 15-year-old kid called Louis Braille. But he kind of stole the idea from... No, not stole the idea. He was inspired by um, a system uh, that a man called Charles Barbier... Kenny, your wife is French. Barbara. Is it said Barbier? I believe so. Barbier? Probably, probably not pronounced Charles, though. Charles. It, it was in the, he was in the French military, right? And it was to communicate at night time. They had an interview with him later in life with, um, with Barbier, and he said, oh, no, I actually made it for blind people. I just used it in the military um, because we needed a system, and I already had one. I mean, if you're going to steal from any military, the French military is the one you'd steal it from, right? You'd... I thought you were going to say if you're going to steal from anyone, you should steal from blind children, which yeah. seemed like a, a dodgy life lesson. A lot of sense when you think about it, like the idea of a communication system, which you can read without lights, so the enemy can't see you reading it. Um, you don't need noise. You don't need to talk to each other. Uh, it's a really good idea. It's just that the version that he invented kind of sucked and was unnecessarily difficult yeah so his one was made yeah. of um uh it was it was 12 dots um down so you couldn't read it in one um fingerprint whereas braille is um is a series of six dots in different orientations um so you know uh, what they spell out and and uh it's, it's it's not a language itself it's a system for encoding other languages so you can have so the original um braille was in french um and then of course there's other ones in english and um it's it's become heaps there are heaps of different versions you can get everything in braille these days so you know how you have italics and bold font and all that sort of thing and uh i am i allowed to say normal text is that perjurative to blind just say text <laughs> they refer to braille books and ink ink text books which i quite like you can get italics in braille and bold font in braille and things like that right louis braille was a really good musician you, he wrote music in Braille. You can write out a Braille line and it'll tell you what notes to play, for how long, 
you can just do everything with it. It's, it's such a wonderful system. And that's why people are still using it, even though he invented it back in, uh, what was it, 1820 something. Yeah. But isn't that basically what one of those auto pianos does? A it's pianola. Just got a pianola, yeah. It's just yeah. basically got like a punch card which is just the kind of inverse of Braille. Um, what I love, Sam, about the um, the book that he wrote about musical notation in Braille was that it wasn't originally printed in Braille. It was originally printed in just like raised up letters. That's right. That's right. So that's what that's the system people used before Braille and the way and what Louis Braille was taught how to read. And just it's just like yeah, it would have taken so long. It's so it difficult. So annoying. And in fact, at the school he taught at, because um, Louis Braille went on to become a teacher at the school he was a student at, he created the system and the school refused to make it part of the system. And then two years after Louis Braille died, uh, they started using the system. So he never got to, excuse this wording, he never got to see what he did um, come yeah. to fruition. Yeah. It's really interesting the way that Braille's popularity has kind of waxed and waned, and it feels like there's a lot of sort of ideologies that go with it, whether blind or low vision people should be taught Braille or whether they should be taught to just listen to things or whether they should be taught one of yeah. these other languages. I read an interesting stat that said that in 1960, 50% of blind children in the US could read Braille. And then in the 1980s, it was like 6%. Can you imagine if we just started teaching all of our kids in, whoops, Braille's a binary language. So if we started teaching all of our kids in base two, and then 40 years later, we're like, oh no, you're all gonna learn in base 10 again. We're bored of that now. <laughs> yeah, Like it's pretty massive. I, I did like the fact that, um. Sam said before you could see blah blah blah, whereas Jen used feel just then. It feels like <laughs> so. Jen's much more that sensitive totally... to the blind community yeah. than I am. It sounds to me like uh, there's a lot of conversations <laughs> that need to be had around how we use sense language. I'd hate to be um, insensitive. <laughs> um, did you guys know how Louis Braille uh, became blind? He was three years old, and his dad was a what was he some kind of craftsman he had a, a thing called an owl which is like basically imagine a nail on a handle an owl a -W -L. Yeah, a -W -L. did i not say that you said owl which is much more exciting <laughs> so he's using an awl and um uh he he accidentally bounced off the leather he was punching holes in it got him in the eye um oh yeah. Um, that's so one eye. That's one eye. <laughs> and then it bounced then, down and got the other one. <laughs> well, even worse, the eye got infected and the infection spread to his other eye. So oh, okay. within the next that's two funny. years, he, he lost all his vision. Um, but then, really interestingly, later when he invented Braille, um, the tool he used to punch the, um, the, the dots into the paper was an awl. That's really cool. So he turned the thing that blinded him into a way for other blind or low vision people to... Potentially also blind themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think that you could get an infection in one eye that spreads to your other eye. But in my head, they're just kind of like in two bony sockets, not really interacting with each other. But I guess there's all the... What's it yeah. called? Like the... Gubbins is the technical term. <laughs> With me, my blindness is from, um, it's, it's an optic nerve thing, so it's nothing to do with my eyes at all. It's mainly my left eye that's blind, and then my right eye's just a little bit blind. I need that's a third eye blind as well. I've yeah. heard of um, that happening in pregnancy as well. 
There was a woman who one of the veins in her head crossed over her optic nerve in a way that wasn't usual because when you're pregnant, you have like a liter and a half more blood than normal because you're also carrying all the blood for the fetus. The vein that crossed over her optic nerve started to swell. And as she got further and further through the pregnancy, the vein was putting pressure on her optic nerve. And as she was going through the pregnancy, she was losing her vision. And the doctors were saying, we don't know if you're going to get it back. <laughs> this might be permanent. So it's her first pregnancy and she's having vision loss and you know nothing no idea whether it's going to come back Jean, are you telling me that i might be pregnant <laughs> i'm telling you you might be Whoa. pregnant congratulations <laughs> thank you so much well, i just i find that fascinating like our yeah. eyes you don't really think about like the mechanics behind them you think about you know, i've got a i've got dust in my eyes or you know i'm nearsighted or farsighted or whatever you don't really think about the kind of mechanics behind your eyes and the fact that they could just be affected like that by what is effectively bad wiring I just find that so fascinating. Mm. Well, speaking of bad wiring, um, th I mean, you are blind in your eye at one point. There's the, the famous blind spot, which is where oh. your optic nerve goes into, you know, goes into the eye. And so you have a point in your eye where you simply can't see. And so you can actually find it by closing one eye. And there's like a, a kind of a thing you can do with your thumbs. And the reason why you don't notice it is because your brain paints that blank spot in, which is amazing. Yes. Brains are clever. And because my mum has um, astigmatism, so her eyes are constantly moving, but she doesn't see She's that, Jesus? She is Jesus, um, <laughs> but only in her eyes. The rest of her is very simple. Is that why they call um, it cross eyes? Oh, that makes so much sense. No, We've solved um, Jesus. <laughs> and even like as you're moving around during the day, as you're walking, you don't see your vision going, dum -dum, dum -dum, dum, because your brain just automatically like adjusts. Yeah. I, keep, I don't mean to do this, but I, I keep an eye out for... Um, things uh, funny uh, braille things and funny blind things and um i just read one today it was a it was a billboard for a stevie wonder concert but it was written in braille um but it's a billboard so it's like yeah 10 meters in the air yeah. which is pretty great i, I like yeah. the one which is um caution hot glass <laughs> <laughs> This door opens outwards. Please don't stand on the outside of this door. <laughs> They're called braille fails, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I saw a guy as well who um, who got his name written in braille on his arm, and then, but of course, it's not like it's not raised at all, so it's useless to a blind person. But you can <laughs> actually get full proper like um, tattoos that have the raised bits in it. They put some sort of something in, under your skin so you can actually read what it says. And I love that because if you age and your body sags like it does, it'll say something different in like 20 years. <laughs> yep. Memory of my lovely mother. And it then just becomes love, becomes like cauliflower. Hey, so just going back to talking about Louis Braille, who was a pretty amazing person. When he died, I believe he died from tuberculosis, but he had it for 16 years. Um, before he died, and I think he died at forty-two or f somewhere in his forties. But when he when he died, he was he was buried in the the town that he's from, which is called Couvray in France. But uh, a couple of years later, because Braille became such a big thing, they actually dug his body up and they sent it to the Pantheon in, in Paris. So just because it's a flash place where everyone will go to, apart from um, his hands, which they left in Couvray. Um, and I, I love the idea that if zombie zombie Louis Braille decides to go and visit his hands, he needs to take a train, and that train would go to the nearest big train st station, which is Marne Le Valet slash Chessy, which is the main train station next to Disneyland Paris. 
he would have to go to Disneyland Paris to go and visit his own hands back in his hometown. Blind zombies, one assumes, have to read the Braille on the train signs, right? <laughs> Braille. Braille. Zombie Braille. Braille. He'd also pass by Notre Dame, which would be like, oh, he could go and see Quasimodo. I just watched Hunchback of Notre Dame like a week ago, so I'm thinking about it lots. <laughs> Braille doesn't just help out blind people. So researchers at the University of Colorado have figured out a device that sits in the roof of your mouth if you are a deaf person, and uh, if you press your tongue up against it, it will put in Braille the things that the person is saying to you. So it, in, as people are speaking, it will live translate into things that you can put your tongue up against and hear. So for people who can't get people who can't get cochlear implants can instead use their tongue. Mm-hmm. Kenny, that's amazing. Closed mouth captions? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's really good. It does mean that you could never eat an ice block while listening to someone talk, though, which is quite sad. No, I think that's great. You could just focus on eating the ice block. So speaking of, like, helpful things for um, Braille, uh, my one, um, it, it's like one of those really old kind of questions that people have, like, what's baby oil made out of? Or why is there Braille on ATM keys in a drive-thru? And the answer is because they're not going to make ATMs specifically for drive-thrus. And... You have to have, like, according at least in the USA, you have to have every ATM has to have access, you know, has to have Braille on it. Every single one. There's no loophole for drive-throughs. The um, and the other thing, of course, is if you're blind, you can sit in the back seat of a car and still use a drive-through ATM. Like, it's not. Yeah. I'd love the I love the what idea of you really going drunk? to see Jerry Seinfeld Tom and just be like. Um, because the blind people also need to use the ATM <laughs> and it's illegal not to have the Braille on it. Jezza, have you heard of the ADA? So everyone always loves the person who law explains the jokes. That's always a total winner in conversation. <laughs> That's great. But I think it's really great. I think um, accessible ATMs are really, really important. Um, where I used to live in London, there was a Cockney ATM. Uh, which translated into the local parlance so that um, when you logged in, it said, some molar for your skyrocket, your rattle and tank balance. <laughs> Amazing. And you, so what do you think it meant uh, if it says sausage and mash, no receipt? Cash, no receipt. Great. Balance on Charlie Sheen. I'm having lots of cocaine. <laughs> it's all 20s. You can also get Huckleberry Finn change. That's if you want to change your pin number. <laughs> it's just, it was just wonderful. It was completely unnecessary and so, so obstructive. So, wait, wonderful. so Huckleberry Finn is pin? Yeah. Uh. Even the word Finn is one letter longer than pin. <laughs> it, it's, it's like that filter you get for your a Chrome browser where it like translates everything into pirate. Into pirate. Um, and everyone's yeah. like, this is, they're like, this is so fun. And then you realize immediately this is the worst thing in the yeah. fucking world. <laughs> What's a pirate's favorite letter? Are. You'd think so, but it's actually the C. <laughs> I'm quite excited about like... being a pirate because because I only have vision in one eye, I can legitimately wear an eye patch, and I'm so excited so about cool. doing that. I'm going to get one. When do you get your medical support parrot? True. You know, do you know when you think about famous blind people, who do you reckon is the most famous? Helen Keller. Yeah, I was going to say, does Helen Keller count? Because yep. she's. <laughs> does, does the deafness negate the blindness, Jen? <laughs> well, no, but it's just she's not famous for being blind. She's famous for being deaf blind. 
Whoever that referee from the front, uh, <laughs> Wayne Barnes, got, good call. Yeah, fucking Wayne Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get it. Uh, <laughs> oh, settle down. Tom. He summoned him. <laughs> the um, um, the actual answer is the most famous blind person is Blinken from Robin Hood Men in Tights. He is an actor. Yep. Uh, his name is Mark Blankfield. He played Blinken in Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is one of the best comedy movies of all time. Um, he's a blind character, and I didn't realize this. Blinken from Robin Hood Men in Tights is Dr. Miller from Arrested Development. The one that bandages up people with bandage around the head no matter what happens to them in season one. Mm. That blew my mind. Very exciting, Sam. Thanks. Oh. I just want to point out that Mark Blankfield is 100% a fake name. <laughs> that is a, I saw a mafia guy kill another guy and I had to go on the run and they asked me what my name was and I went, Mark Blankfield. I love that he played a blind man and his name is Blankfield of Vision. Oh, he just didn't fill out his last name. So yeah. they were like, oh, what is it? Is it <laughs> we just left him like a mark on the first part. Is that... um, there are some places in the world where they've set little raised lines across the road so that when you drive over them at the correct speed uh at the correct speed they play a little song yeah that's awesome have you been has any of you been on them no no me neither i want to i've heard about one in japan (laughs) (laughs) um i just want to say something else that sounds really cool which is that braille is a binary writing system employing a base two numeral system where every digit is formed of a tuple of six bits yeah, thanks, really Jen. Understand. That's great. <laughs> so, so Jen, Jen is now going to explain what she's just said to us. Thank you. But when you think about um, about Braille, it's such a clever system, and it's so different from every kind of writing system that we've developed before. But it also kind of prefigured computer programming because it's that same idea of using a binary language of everything is either raised or not, or yes or no, or zero or one, depending on how you want to write your binary. Mm. Um, but I just really like the idea that a single piece of information in a binary language is called a tuple, which is just a cute name. It's really cute. Um, I, I love the fact that when, when Braille was invented, it took a while for them to make the Braille for W because French doesn't have W's in it, or very rarely. <laughs> and so, yeah, when they, when Braille went to English, they were like, oh, crap, we need a W. We use these all the time. So they had to um, make a new one for it. But each line of 10 characters in, in the Braille system is called a decade. Is that true? It's long. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So A, A to L is a decade, and then M to whatever is a decade. and Yeah, Yeah, great. And you can get these cool yeah. um, machines that you plug into, like, your USB or whatever, and um, it will actually, it has, like, a thin strip, strip with um, a bunch of little holes in it, and you, you highlight something on the screen, and it will actually come up with a Braille that you can then feel and read what it says on a computer screen right now, which I think is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I worked with really a girl cool. in London who um, was... I don't think she was completely blind, but um, she definitely had very low vision and she used one. So she had a um, a special braille uh, keyboard for typing. And then she had this kind of, yeah, output thing because there were certain documents that we couldn't give her because like anything highlighted in red wouldn't be read by the system. Sorry, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be recognized by the system. (laughs) Um, So she, but everything else, it would just like take it and transfer it. Um, It used uh, OCR, so. um, Orange County Register. Orange County Register, thank you. Um, Whatever that is, automatic character recognition, basically. Um, And translates the the squiggles in the PDF or whatever into Braille on her keyboard. It's amazing, eh? It's so clever. It's amazing. So she could just sit there happily reading documents without being able to physically see them. 
meanwhile, all of your co-workers are growing big cock and balls <laughs> onto all of the documents <laughs> they're sending to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would a Roman suck at Braille, Jean? Why is a raven like a writing disc? <laughs> It's <laughs> funny, it's the same answer to both riddles. Um, because in the Braille system, you use the letters A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J to stand for the digits one to 10, but you just have a little other symbol before them that says this is a number, not a letter. Hmm. And the Roman alphabet likewise uses letters. So they would be very confused to see C is three rather than a hundred. Oh, yeah. I is nine <laughs> rather than one. I'll have five beers. <laughs> I love that a Roman person could be like, this is my ex, and there are 10 people there. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to talk about the, uh, there's another version of raised uh, lettering for blind people, which is um, it's called moon type. Uh, and it was invented by uh, an English uh Methodist preacher guy and it basically just takes it's the same concept of everything is uniform little squares but the shapes of the characters kind of approximate their Roman ink type um, form so the A is oh. just kind of a big loop and C just looks like a C and D is just like a D but without the straight vertical line so yeah it's, it's really interesting it looks really cool but I can see it would be actually quite difficult to read more so than braille i think i wonder um, if that one would be better for people who have been sighted and then have lost vision and it's a bit easier to get in there quite possibly. Maybe, I don't know. um and i just really like the idea that you can use a braille typing machine to create what they call dotty moon uh what what is the braille equivalent of like whiteout what do you do if you make a mistake do you just there is a backspace write? backspace key on braille typewriters i saw a guy using one it just basically mm -hmm. like smooths the paper back flat oh, okay. it pushes it back in when they originally wrote um you know braille you know, without using a typewriter they'd use like a, a a stylus on a piece of slate and you'd have to write an backwards because you'd be pushing it through <laughs> yeah very well trained tawny owl yeah <laughs> it would be great though train an owl to like be your translator like the flintstones yeah <gasps> that'd be great it's a living <laughs> <laughs> i really like that a lot of countries have um braille symbols on their banknotes so that you can tell easily which one is which and in New Zealand instead we have what looks like a tiny plastic card wallet with a little graduated bubbly thing to show you which note is which which I think would be really helpful mm. in a really windy city like Wellington yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. did you guys right. know that world blindness day is January the 4th which is the same day that Sir Edmund Hillary got to the South Pole it's the same day that Watergate was. It's the same day that T.S. Eliot died. And that's funny because his name is an anagram of toilets. <laughs> <laughs> so T.S. Eliot was the guy who wrote Cats, which is an anagram of scat as well. That's right. <laughs> quite fitting given his anagram. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, we're running out of time. So we better um, just do a quick wrap up of what our facts are. Mine was that uh, zombie Louis Braille would have to visit Disneyland if he was going to go visit his hands. My fact was that deaf people can also use Braille by using their tongue. Uh, my fact was that the reason why there's Braille and ATM keys and drive throughs is because there's Braille on all ATM keys because they have to. The fact was that Romans would suck at Braille because like uh, the Roman language, uh, Latin language even, Braille uses letters to signify uh, numerical constructs. Fantastic. All right. On three, we're going to vote for the person we think had the best fact of the day. And a one, and a two, and a three. 
Okay, so all three of us voted for Sam. Michael I was Kane, also just you're coming home with me. But now I can say, where'd you get that came from? I'll say, I want to start a podcast. Well, congratulations to Sam there for winning that episode of Everything You Didn't Need to Know About. Yes, that is me congratulating myself on this podcast. (laughs) And thanks again to Tom and Jen and Nathan for their time. I hope you found out something new about Braille. I certainly did when I was researching for it. It was a very interesting topic. Again, you can check them out on YouTube and Spotify. Just search for Everything You Didn't Need to Know About. Well, that's it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening again. We'll be back in another three months with our autumn edition. Remember, this is a community podcast. So if you are blind or you know of someone who is blind or low vision and they're doing something cool or interesting in the blind community, let us know. We would love to have them on the podcast to chat. Thanks very much. And we'll talk to you again soon.